Oh, g'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Wednesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hoskin breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB, and this morning I think we might have a skill shortage of some kind on our hands. Uh, so we'll get into this shortly. Uh, our Prime Minister uh, Jacinda Ardern is in Australia. Yes, still. She's been there all week. She's playing there all week. Try the fish. Um, and uh, we'll just check in to see if we've got that Christchurch Stadium um, happening yet. But before any of that, um, confidence. There is none. Uh, we are not confident. Uh, we think it's all going to hell in a handcart. So at the risk of saying I told you so, the numbers in yesterday's NZIER Business Confidence Survey are deeply, deeply worrying. It's got all the stuff you would expect. A lot of misery and concern. A lot of people thinking things will get worse. A lot of people not looking to invest in their business. Virtually everyone seeing prices going up. These are shocking figures. But they're now forming part of the new norm. And because it's part of the new norm, we've become punch drunk to them. In other words, it's just more bad news and a sea of bad news. But the ASB economists say these results depict stagflation-type conditions. Their words, not mine. Stagflation-type conditions. Now, we started talking about this at the beginning of the year, of course. All the ingredients were there, and yet most refused to or couldn't see them at the time. How is it possible, we asked, for you to have no growth or less than no growth, while at the same time seeing prices continue to rise, while the borders were still closed, no one could hire anyone, while at the same time everyone's getting pay rises. That, as an economic equation, simply does not work. Factor in the Reserve Bank trying to kill demand with interest rate rises, yet the demand is already largely killed on the stuff they can control, the stuff they can't, like oil, beyond their control. Just for the record, stagflation is an inexcusable fiscal cock-up. It is now well-established. Reserve banks all over the world balls the COVID response up and now desperately looking to soft land their way out of trouble. It's not that we don't have the same problem as everyone else, as the government will tell you. It's how bad our example of the problem is. We're making it worse with our borders and lack of labour by not letting people in, by having a staffing crisis, by giving every man and his dog a pay rise, by having immigration fail to process properly. We're adding to our misery. We're digging our own economic hole. All of this... We forecast months ago, the same way we forecast negative growth at the start of the year. To my eye, none of this is tricky. This is a cot case of an economy overseen by buffoons who don't have a clue or are so ideologically dangerous they don't care. And scariest of all is that the numbers this week, although dreadful, aren't the worst you will see. Try some stagflation, then come back to me on your confidence level. Yeah, I don't like the sound of the stagflation thing that people keep talking about. Can we opt out? Can we say no to stagflation? Um, don't know. All right, uh, we've got, let's move on to uh, the skills shortage. Is that still a thing, is it? I, I thought we were letting people in now to, you know, with skills to sort that out. Now, back to the jobs theme of the morning. Here's an interesting one. The um, Financial Markets Authority, the FMA, along with the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, recently spent about two hundred thousand dollars to host a recruitment campaign in london attended by about 120 prospective employees seventy thousand dollars on travel accommodation i mean they can't get anybody so they're going where are we going to find some talent we'll go to london seventy thousand dollars on travel and accommodation and expenses for the staff hundred and thirty thousand dollars including costs for the event the venue hire the production and the catering no idea if they got anybody but it's nice to be able to have the two hundred thousand dollars to spend to go out and try and find some actual talent in the country. Equally, you could open the borders and make the visas easy, and when you apply for a visa, you actually get it processed within a decent period of time, and you're actually welcomed in the country, and you're paid well, and you're looked after, and you get the country moving. I don't know. Either that will go to London, or be like Sea Lord and get everyone from the office onto the factory floor. Then you come to Massey University, 
They've suspended a training course for professional psychologists. Do we need professional psychologists? Yes, we do. Why? Because we have a mental health workforce shortage, if not a mental health crisis. So they're not taking 2023 enrolments for the post-grad diploma in psychological practice, which is something you must complete to become a registered psychologist. So if you want to join the profession, you either have to apply for places on other already limited courses, or you move offshore, or you try your luck in 2024. Cool, eh? Uh, Those wanting to join the profession, out of luck. The decision was driven by the combination of COVID, staffing changes, and a review of the program to meet the growing need. Is it ironic the more they hear about this sort of thing, uh, the more mentally ill you feel? And it would be great to have somebody to help you with that, but people can't get qualified. And then it goes round and round, and I'm getting a, an actual physical headache. But in saying that, uh, the, 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 we are letting some people in, foreign hospitality workers, for example, but they've got to be paid enough. And that's reasonable, isn't it? Uh, the accreditation system, Mike, applies to HOSPO as well. And the kicker is that when you've spent all that money and finally found an immigrant that's suitable, you need to pay them a minimum wage of $27. Can I be honest about that? I actually back the government on this. If you can't pay 27 bucks an hour, 27 bucks an hour is about 50-ish grand a year. If you're not paying 50-ish grand a year for a full-time job, uh, you need to pay some more money. And on that, I side with the government. Some of the markers are a little bit high, but on that, I side with the government. You can't just go around paying people crap money forever and expect to succeed as a business. I mean, would you rather be served by somebody who's being paid well and is happy at their job or somebody, or somebody who is angry enough to spit in your food? Just throwing that out there. Um, I wonder what kind of service uh, Jacinda Ardern is getting in Australia. Um, she's been there a while. Mike's not happy about it. Uh, Mike Ardern says the Australian holiday has been a whirlwind of business, different to the itinerary you read out on Monday. Her version of work is different to ours. I, it's the only conclusion I can come to. This is the spin I was talking about, and I don't want to relitigate yesterday's program, but I ran you through the itinerary. It, it is not a whirlwind of anything. Yesterday, she did a couple of things. She did a breakfast. She met Dan Andrews. Why? I have no idea. Prime Ministers meeting Premiers is not normal. Uh, Prime Ministers meet Prime Ministers. Prime Ministers don't meet Premiers. If you want to meet somebody who's running a place, go see Zelensky. So she met Dan Andrews and they agree, They sort of chatted about life and times and had a bit... I think I heard Claire Trevett with uh, Heather Duplessis Allen yesterday. She put it succinctly and brilliantly. She said they had a bit of a yak. Fantastic. Uh, she then witnessed the signing of an agreement and then she had dinner. This morning, Wednesday, she's spending all morning flying to Sydney, despite the fact it's only an hour. Uh, then she's going to a the aforementioned bilateral with the uh, the tourism people, which is nice. She's headed off to David Jones today, so she's got one event, and then she's off to David Jones, and then she's got another dinner, and that's today. Is that a whirlwind? It's three events in a day, a whirlwind? And if you want to get excited about tomorrow, she's got a speech. I'll give her that. Tomorrow's speech could be significant. It's a Prime Ministerial speech. Lowy Institute could be good. Uh, got a lunch. Meets Perrottet, another dinner. And what she's, as I mentioned yesterday, what she's really there for is, of course, the head-to-head on Friday because Albanese only got back into the country late last night. So a whirlwind, your whirlwind is my fairly easy day. Yeah, I mean, whirlwinds are all relative, aren't they? I know, like, um, my mother, for example, if she's got to pick up something from the pharmacy, that's her day done. Um, And you can't, you know, she's not available for anything else after that or before that, or any time around that. Um, 
And I'm a bit the same, to be honest. If I've got an event, just one event, you know, in a week, I'm pretty much a spent force. So let alone three in a day. I guess when you're the Prime Minister, though, that is your main thing, isn't it? Events. That is what you... So I don't know. I don't know how many events are going to be coming to Christchurch anytime soon with, you know, that whole no stadium thing. In a small example of why this country is the leaderless quagmire it currently finds itself in, look no further than the Christchurch City Council's handling of the stadium. Submissions are now closed as of this week on the latest blowout and what to do about it. The fact we're having submissions is an issue in and of itself. Submissions are pointless unless you're a slave to the delusion that democracy is a workable mechanism and actually means something. For that to be true in a situation like this, you'd really need to make the submissions binding. In other words, you'd call it a referendum and whoever gets the most votes wins. In this case, carry on, don't carry on, or carry on, but smaller. But we aren't doing that. We're just asking for the mood, the vibe. And given there are only 25,000 submissions, which is a lot, but in reality only a fraction of the overall population, you have really just conducted a completely futile exercise in which some people will say one thing and others will say another. Very similar to that shockingly lazy trait you see far too often on the TV news, where they ask people in the street what they think, and it achieves literally nothing, given only three people get asked, and they all say different things, so the reporter isn't held up as being biased. Asking people the same question over and over, which is what's happening here, is a lack of leadership. This is now a project that should have been started shortly after 2011, in other words, over a decade ago. It should be a project that is, in fact, finished, and has been open and welcoming guests for some time now. This should be a facility that Christchurch in the country has seen as a mecca for the best small city in the world. Remember that dream? It should have held tests and titles and events. Instead, because of a lack of leadership, it's still in front of a committee waiting for someone to grow a spine and actually make a call. There's zero excuse for where we are on this. All it has proved is that if you have a leadership vacuum, it is filled with indecision, procrastination, and nothingness. Doing nothing and doing nothing for extended periods of time, has always been easy. Biting the bullet often isn't, but it's the difference between moving forward or not moving at all. Christchurch, tragically, is increasingly a study in the latter. Well, I'm coming down there uh, on Friday, Christchurch, and uh, um, I tried to get tickets for a concert at the town hall, but I, I could only get singles. And I feel like, given that I was going down there with a domestic manager on her birthday, that if I just went by myself... It might not be very popular. So anyway, the town, the, the rebuilt town hall's obviously going well. No reason why a stadium wouldn't too, I guess. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, I've got another concert on Saturday night. That's actually the reason I'm going down there. And that um, I have got tickets for that. So check it out and report back. Uh, and I'll report back to you before then. I'll report back to you tomorrow with more uh, re-wraps here then.